0: podcast about horror movies, sexuality, and feminism. I'm your host, Chicago comic Kristen Ryan, and today we have a very special treat we have with us from L.A., Brandy Posey. Hey, Brandy.
1: Hey. Thank you for having me. This yeah. is exciting. Uh, I'm an L.A. comedian by way of Maryland originally. I'm from Maryland as a person, and I'm comedy from L.A., is what I like to say, um, Been out there for about 10 years. I'm one of the co-hosts of the Lady to Lady podcast uh, with Barbara Gray and Tess Barker, um, we're on the Maximum Fun Podcast Network. Um, it's a super fun show. Feel free to give it a listen. It's like me, uh, Barbara, and Tess, and then we have like a fourth female comic on every week to kind of just like riff and bullshit and have a good time. Um, I am a touring comic, uh, tour the country about five months out of the year, and I have an album that was number one on iTunes in February called Opinion Cave that you can find. Um, also, I want to plug a um, a compilation album that I just put together I produced it and edited it and everything called uh, Burn This Election, and we recorded it a week before the election, and um, uh, it's a bunch of comics thinking we were burning our election material, but oh, <laughs> unfortunately some of it's still, still relevant, but all proceeds for that album go to Rain, um, and we've raised over $400 so far. So Cool, and yeah. what is Rain? Rain is a rape abuse incest national network. Awesome, um, that's fantastic. Yeah, we, we get now more than ever. Yeah, we picked it because we thought that Donald Trump would hate it. <laughs> so yeah. we're like, hey, what's a way to ha- give like him a huge fu? Yeah, yeah, we'll just do an album of all jokes making fun of what an idiot he is, and um, yeah, it's it's a really fun album. It's like twenty three comics from LA uh, and some musicians, and um, I host it and produced it. So that's yeah, those are the two albums that I plug. Yeah,
0: nice. <laughs> What was growing, in Mar- growing up in Maryland like? I don't think I've met anyone from Maryland.
1: Really? Yeah. Um, it's interesting because like Maryland is, um, people that are from there are really underestimated because nobody, everyone, everyone always thinks that you're actually from Maine, mm-hmm. which is weird because Maryland is way more important than Maine. Uh,
0: <laughs> no <laughs> offense get a to me. Of you yeah. <laughs> Oh, come at me. Come at me, Maine.
1: Lobster people. Get away from me. Mm. <laughs> um, well, we're, it's interesting because Maryland's like nickname is American Miniature because it's a incredibly diverse state in like the way that the things are laid out like where i'm from i'm from about um 40 minutes from dc 20 minutes from baltimore and 10 minutes from Annapolis. so i kind of grew up right in the middle of like three cities like on the on the chesapeake bay um and where i live where i grew up uh everyone has at least like one spy in their family because that's just the government is is right there (laughs) like every i mean i say that kind of tongue-in-cheek but like not really like everybody Mm -hmm. has my aunt worked for the NSA, my next-door neighbor growing up was one of um, the secret service guys that guarded uh, George W Bush. Like everybody has some connection to to oh, the government. Wow. Yeah.
0: I suppose it's the job creator of the area.
1: Yeah, it, it's actually um it's it's a really it's a really great place to live because the economy is like probably the most solid in the country because those are jobs that never stop. I mean, we'll see what happens now. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean that's it's yeah, everybody, you know, the the uh Like economic collapse didn't really affect it at all because, you know, there's always gonna be that's always gonna be around, but um, it's a fun, it's a beautiful place to grow up. Like you know, um, everybody, uh, it's it's a cool, weird, diverse place. Like the oceans nearby, the mountains are nearby. Like um, you know, cities on the east coast are all super close to get to. So, (laughs) I you know, I went to college in Philly. And, like, from Philly, I could get down to, like, D.C., Baltimore, or up to New York in, like, less than two hours in any direction, so.
0: That is awesome.
1: Yeah. It's a fun place to be from. I love it a lot.
0: Yeah. I've only been to, uh, I went to Baltimore once for a health and safety national conference, and Mm -hmm. everyone I talked to beforehand was like, be careful, man. Be careful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I realized none of them had actually been to Baltimore. They just watched The the Wire. wire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Whenever I say I'm
1: from Baltimore, people are like, whoa. And I'm like, I'm not, please, look, meet me. Please, No. (laughs) No, there's more than just that's not a whole city. <laughs> it's parts of the city, but, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a great place. Uh, Baltimore is actually really great. Uh, yeah, Baltimore is like a pretty cool place. It's, um, you know, it's it's like a fun kind of blue-collar city where there's a lot of – it's still cheap enough for artists to live there, so a lot of people from New York are actually making the move back down, which is kind of cool. Like, mm. it what used to be one of the most diverse cities in the country um, when it first, you know, a long time ago, but it was – you know it's, it's a cool cool great place to be from i love mm-hmm. it a lot yeah, yeah i hope
0: to visit more someday not mm-hmm. just for work uh, yeah <laughs> so you said you're on the road like 5 months out of the year mm-hmm. i'm curious about this because you are you know you're obviously a, a fellow like very progressive feminist yeah. and mm-hmm. how do you find the road
1: i i do i have a great time mm-hmm. um what i will say is that i don't um I don't do a lot of clubs because uh, a lot of clubs don't book me. Um, yeah. Probably because I'm a progressive feminist comic, they don't think there's an audience for that.
0: I've often felt like I've uh, never walked away from performing at a club and felt like I feel good about me. Yeah, like. no,
1: I don't really. I <laughs> the club system is its own thing. It's I, I work outside of it. I do mm-hmm. a lot of like small music venues and um, like the back rooms of bars and things like that. Like I'm not rich doing it, but you know I I live within my means and I'm smart enough to have little shortcuts and things to make sure I, I generally profit from touring. Mm-hmm. Um, plus like a lo- we have a lot of fans from lady to lady that come out. So it's like, I get to meet, meet those gals a lot, which is cool. That's very cool. Um, but yeah, I mean like I've, I don't change my set when I'm on the road. I mean, people that come out to shows, I'm sure they don't agree with everything I say, but I've found that as long as you speak, um, genuinely and honestly, uh, about your experience and you aren't condescending out of the gate, people are willing to listen to it something even if they completely disagree with it if you're Mm -hmm. like no this is this is like my experience and um I'm not gonna deny you yours but I'm gonna tell you mine and and then we can talk afterwards if you want but you know I mean I've you know I perform all over the place and I mean generally the people that come out to my shows are also you know people that are kind of cool and like in the known about like what's kind of like happening in the city Mm -hmm. um so I'm probably getting a more progressive crowd than like the clubs and small towns uh, Mm -hmm. get. But I mean, even in that, it's like, you know, I mean, I definitely know that I've met some people that, you know, even in the last year I was actually, I've been thinking back about like all the shows of doing this last year. and being like, I know I've met Trump supporters. I know I absolutely have. Mm -hmm. Um, And if anything, it's kind of given me an empathy for where they come from. Not, not the, the end, but, I understand the means a little bit more by mm-hmm. just touring around and, like, seeing a lot of, of how people's day-to-day lives are, like, in the middle of the country, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's... I I love it. I love it a lot. I love meeting and connecting with people, and I, I take it very seriously. Like, when I go to town and I meet people that, like, are, are into what I'm doing that um, I'm lucky that I grew up in, you know, in, in the middle of a bunch of cities and, like, you know, was exposed to so much that, like, if I'm meeting people in small towns, I do think it's, like, my responsibility to, like, be like, all right, well, this is who I am and this is what I do and I'm fearless and there's always different choices <laughs> that you can make and you can look at.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I grew up in well, um, Green Bay, Wisconsin, which is, uh-huh. like, not a super small town, but not you Mm -hmm. know a cultural mecca by any means yeah we had a punk scene there that Mm -hmm. i feel like really opened the doors for me like politically and uh you know i i sometimes wonder like who i would be if it wasn't there for me yeah
1: definitely definitely i mean like i i was a big uh punk and scott kid when i was a kid when i was young too especially with like um you know, from D.C., like Minor Threat and everything. And, oh, God, yeah. You know yeah. Are all you from, so much good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, like, the tradition that I kind of, like, I'm, I'm a little young for that, but I kind of, like, grew up finding out about it and being like, whoa, that happened mm-hmm. here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, and I think that in some ways, like, parts of comedy have kind of taken that ethos and kind of run with it in a really cool way. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, I, I feel more like a one-person punk band than a stand-up comic in the traditional sense a lot of the time.
0: I agree with that 100%. Like, yeah. do you know J.T. Habersat? I
1: know name. Yes. He's out yeah, of yeah, yeah.
0: Austin. And yes. I met him, and he kind of turned me on to, like, Hey, you hate everything about mainstream culture. Why would you like mainstream comedy yeah. and think that you would fit in in mainstream comedy venues? And it's kind yeah. of been like this light bulb moment mm-hmm. of like, oh yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I I have to remind myself a lot of that whenever I get like jealous of, of big things that I see happening for people. I'm like, wait, I I would hate I would hate that. I would hate those fans. Those <laughs> fans would hate me. <laughs> I don't like any of the stuff that they like, so why would I expect them to like my, what I do? Like there's, you know, but we also live in a great place where there's such like a niche now, which is awesome. Like there's so many niches now that you can create your own, uh, space in the world. Yeah.
0: And definitely like given, you know, the internet makes you so much more visible Yeah, and like you can find your people quicker. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to have you on Bloody Mary today. Yeah, thank you. And I'm curious, uh, like how you feel about horror as a genre.
1: Well, see, I don't watch... I don't watch a lot of horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think horror is interesting because I know... Uh, intellectually, I know it probably comes from a similar place from comedy. You know, because like, those are the two emotions that are kind of just, like, knee-jerk emotions that you can have. Mm-hmm. is like, to be scared or to laugh or, like, to scream or to laugh or, like, two sides of the same coin, basically. Um, but I... Uh, I don't... I don't like... I'm a control freak and mm-hmm. horror movies and thrillers also make me feel like I'm not in control when I'm watching them because I'm like, why aren't you, why are you doing that? Why? Like the horror mm-hmm. movies, especially where I'm, where you're, you're with the person and they're like this avatar that's making horrible decisions in front of you. <laughs> like they, they stress me out. I don't enjoy them. Um, I, I like campy horror. I like like universal monsters horror. Mm-hmm. um, I like uh, st- I like cartoonish horror mostly, like mm-hmm. that's or like something where it's like something horrible happens followed by a joke or like horror slapstick. It's kind of like more what I'm into. Like thing I, I I've never seen any of like uh, uh, the what are those what are the movies of the puppet um <laughs> all the the Saw movies. I've never seen any of oh, the Saw yeah, movies. Those are gross. Yeah, I mean all that stuff. It just kind of doesn't really appeal to me. Like I. I like horror when it plays with, like, the fantasy elements of, of, of what makes it. Like, that's more interesting to me than, mm-hmm. like, oh, there's a horrible murderer. It's like, well, there's lots of hor- horrible murderers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else is he doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I didn't, actually, it's, uh, the, uh, I didn't get really, I, I've never, so this is my history with horror. When I was uh, five years old, I went to my first sleepover. Um, I was in ballet. And on that sleepover, first night I ever slept away from home, um, we watched uh, Child's Play 2, (laughs) Nightmare on Helm Street, and Pet Cemetery*. Oh,
0: they really went for it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: um, I only remember Child's Play 2 because I blacked out the other two. (laughs) I, I remember, like, vague, like, flashes of them, but I have, like burned onto my soul Child's Play too. Not even mm. the first Child's Play. <laughs> like, they got the sequel, which is, like, so uh, awful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But um I – it really – that did a number on me real bad. Like, I, I quit ballet. Um, I think I, like uh, – I think that's when I really tar- started turning into, like, the skid of, like, being a tomboy. I was just like, no, I don't want to do any of this girl stuff. It's because that mm-hmm. first night I slept away from home. I spilled um, – uh, soda and pizza all over like that family's like white leather couch oh, and like, I get yelled at on top of everything it was like a one of those nights in your life that like defines you in some weird way oh <laughs> it was bad also what kind
0: of parents have a white leather couch yeah it's horrible like, gross.
1: everything about it was like stupid um, but I I uh, the worst part was too i never i never until like i was older i didn't tell my parents about it because i had a lot of dolls as a kid and my dad had built these shelves around the top of my room and like oh, no. they would all sit on the shelves and stare down at me and sleep at night so i actually used to sleep from the time i was like five until maybe like 10. so like yeah for like five years the second half of my life at that point i would sleep with the covers over my head and i would contort myself. So I looked like a pile of dirty laundry. <laughs> that was my survival <laughs> mechanism. I like slept to survive. <laughs> oh, yeah, it like so. I I didn't watch horror movies at all again until the next one that I saw was um, was it a, a sleep another sleepover uh, and but, but in like eighth grade and we all watched uh, Scream and The Craft and I enjoyed both of them mm-hmm. in a group. And I also, like, was just ripping them really hard the entire time. Like, I was having fun, but I was also like, okay, I can watch horror as long as I can – I need to be in control by me just, like, just tearing it apart in front of people that are giving me attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So that's how I enjoy horror now. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's I, – I, I wish I liked some of it more, but I, I've never been able to really – I took a horror class in college and just, like – didn't enjoy any of it mm-hmm. you know there's some stuff that i did like um but even then i i remember like watching rosemary's baby and this is like a 2 p.m class i'm like walking out and it like affected me for a week because it just really upset me in such a deep way mm-hmm. um that i was like man i gotta this whole genre is just like not, mm. <laughs> not not for me if it like hurts me this much and then we're seeing um Oh, House of Wax because I got dragged to it by friends in LA and I I made it about 20 minutes in and I was like you know what screw this and I walked out and I just walked into the next theater and I watched um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and had <laughs> yeah. the best experience because I was so happy that I wasn't watching a heart movie <laughs> yeah
0: you gotta follow your heart you know? oh yeah exactly I was like
1: text me when it's over I'll come back out then but I'm watching this right now and I could not be happier
0: <laughs> yeah I recently had experience like that with my friend we went and saw the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah mm-hmm. and the three of us were sitting there and all of a sudden we were like where's Karma yeah. who plays Betty one mm-hmm. of the moms at Mom Oh, G's.
1: cool.
0: and it was something like 10 15 minutes mm-hmm. in and we got a text like sitting at the bar <laughs> see you later <laughs> it's like nothing even happened yet <laughs>
1: it could just be like the anticipation of it though. Like yeah. that's I hate that like build up. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. I mean it's fun. I mean it's yeah, it it the some stuff I've seen that is fun. Like like I said like I like the campy the campy and like where it's more slapsticky. Like I yeah, that 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 I can handle. Everything mm-hmm. that's just like grim no. Mm. no not my thing
0: okay well that makes sense then because yeah. uh, today for us to watch brandy chose evil dead 2 yeah which if you don't know this movie you live under a rock this is like yeah one of my favorites uh 1987 sam raimi film about ash mm-hmm. and linda who go to a cabin together to have a romantic getaway, but I oh, accidentally stumble upon some anthropologists working mm-hmm. on the book of the dead. Yes. And the spirits come to life and everybody dies. Yep. Uh, <laughs> pretty much. Yep. So I, I have a feeling I know the answer already, but why <laughs> Evil Dead 2? <laughs> uh,
1: super campy, real ridiculous. Also, Bruce Campbell's gorgeous. He is so pretty. He's so pretty. Um it, that evil dead 2 is is always it's always like the horror movie that also makes me feel like i can be like yeah well i like evil dead 2 like i like the evil dead movies <laughs> and it's it's always been my like all right yeah brandy can hang i'm like yeah mm-hmm. yeah they're great also i i've just been i've been watching all the the ash versus evil dead tv show that's on stars right now and it's so much fun
0: i haven't seen it i it's uh, a
1: blast i
0: feel it's, like i've in a like a non-cable world, and yeah. wait for things to come to me.
1: Oh yeah, I mean we have uh, parents' passwords. That's oh, <laughs> that's how nice. we watch stuff. <laughs> Mom,
0: if you're out there, I yeah. need
1: you. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love. I I, I always love that movie. It's uh, it's fun. It's simple. It's very like. Here's the plot. Something horrible happens in the first five minutes, so it isn't like half an hour of just like music freaking you out. Mm-hmm. What's gonna happen?
0: Yeah, I noticed that in rewatching it, it yeah. is like quick to get going. Yeah. And like
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, you know, like you kinda know who the characters are. Yeah. And that's what I, I don't like about some horror movies, like you get to know the characters so much and for me, like if I don't like the movie Yeah. It's like, come on. You know you're just going to off them. Yeah. Like, let's get to it.
1: <laughs> exactly. It, yeah, I, I I like it because it's very honest and it delivers what you expect from a horror movie. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, if you want to see a lot of blood, you want to see some violence, and you want to be scared a little bit. Well, we're going to do all of that. And um, hey, here, enjoy the ride. Like, it yeah. feels like it, it's asking for your ticket. Like, there's something very like, all right, well, th- we've made an exchange. Here you go. Have mm-hmm. fun. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. I will admit, right off the bat, I did find he was pretty quick to kill Linda his day. Like-
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, watching anything from 1987 through a 2016 lens is kind of like, oh, man, real real fast to cut that head off. Holy shit. Like, I don't think he, I don't know if he meant to go for the kill with the, I mean, like, cause it's a... It's pretty intense to cut kind a of head off with a shovel with one fell yeah, swoop. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, like, what
0: if she's just playing a trick? You know? Yeah. Like. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 real goofy. Linda dies, and um, Ash is uh, doesn't know if he's crazy or not, mm-hmm. which is real fun. Yeah, um, I did think
0: the film's representations of his like possible mental illness were really good for 1987
1: yeah yeah exactly um my i really love like the there's that one scene where um he's like looking at himself in the mirror mm-hmm. and like his mirror self comes through and he's like you just chopped your girlfriend's
0: head off man mm-hmm. yeah what's the matter with us right yeah. now like <laughs> yes. there
1: it's it's really it's also a great movie because like um so many of like the camera techniques and stuff are are so cool and so low budget but also show such originality in a way. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you place that in the history of like movies, like it looks so different from so many movies. And a lot of that is just like Sam Raimi, just being like, let's put a camera on a stick on the bottom of a car and drive it through the forest. And, Mm um, or, or just like being able to move the camera in all these weird ways that, um, had never been done before. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, I just, I, I love it. It's, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I liked the, uh, like, the campiness of it, Mm -hmm. but especially in regards to, like, sexuality and kind of poking at the, uh, like, sexuality and horror trope, it definitely had a lot of fun with that, Mm -hmm. and the scene that really stood out to me most was when Linda (laughs) comes back to life, she's a corpse, (laughs) and she's, like, doing, like, the dance that she had done previously Mm -hmm. in the film to be all sexy for Ash, (laughs) Um, but now she's, like headless <laughs>
1: yes <laughs> like... yeah, here's my corpse just sexy dancing for <laughs> yeah. you baby this is what you wanted isn't it <laughs> yeah it is really funny because it's like the beginning the setup with the two of them like getting there and the way they talk it like feels like you're almost like watching a porn like it's just it does, like, yeah it's so campy and she's like oh hey honey i'll get some champagne nah, let's do this nah. and then she like puts on like a white like night and you're like <laughs> okay all of this is like so ridiculous
0: <laughs> definitely
1: yeah yeah i mean that's that scene is great it's it's so funny because like um I, I have such an affection for, like, that uh, kind of claymation, like, Jason and the Argonaut style, um, just uh, uh, stop-motion stuff. And I just always, I like, I love the look of it so much. Um, and it's, it's funny because you're like, whoa, hey, there's... Um, th- like, that's the nudity in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, a headless corpse dancing in the woods.
0: <laughs> sexy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, I felt a lot of similarities in this film to Dead Alive. Mm -hmm. I felt a lot of, like, the campiness, the playing with the sexuality, the excessive amounts of blood. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, I love... There's a couple of scenes where, like, blood just has flowing out of the walls, just, like, hoses (laughs) on the other side. I mean... Yeah, it's it's awesome. I mean, that's also like, oh, there's a cartoonish amount of blood. Great. I'm not upset Mm because this is not coming from like one wound. This is like, okay, there were hoses involved. It's fine.
0: Yeah, and for me, whenever it's like that, I'm like, I can enjoy it to an extent, Mm -hmm. but it's like, oh, come on. Yeah. No one has that much blood. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yeah. And then the other way I felt it was very similar to Dead Alive is the mom issues. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you know, just like the idea that. Well, this time around it was Henrietta in yeah. Evil Dead 2. And uh, I can't remember the mom's name in Dead Alive, but like they kind of become this larger mm-hmm. representation of themselves and like this monster that must be defeated. Exactly. And it makes me wonder like, what's going on guys? Like- yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like what,
1: what is it? What's up with your, those, those Michigan moms, man. <laughs> <laughs> Backwoods, Michigan moms are a real blast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In, in this movie, it's, um, it, it's, it's so funny cause it's, uh, she, she's such like a little unassuming lady, and then mm-hmm. she just becomes like this, this monstrous thing to thing to take down, which is just like I don't know. I I, I love I just love it. I I like a mean mom though. Mm-hmm. You know, it's oh, kind of yeah. fun to see that. To like a to play mommy out. dearest, kind yeah, of
0: scary as hell.
1: Exactly. I
0: think I saw a mommy dearest when I was like in elementary school.
1: Yeah, I saw it young too, and that
0: was so ter- it was So yeah. more terrifying than any like horror monster movie I'd ever seen it full on
1: feels like a horror movie watching mommy dearest it yeah does. definitely I mean this I think like the monster in this is almost like mom dragged to some degree a little mm-hmm. bit you uh-huh. know what I mean it's just like ah really taking it as far as you can go is like by making it an actual undead monster yeah it's just like <laughs> nagging you for your soul <laughs> 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 like, oh my god fine <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ I'll take out the garbage Ugh, god
1: come on mom um
0: the other aspect I really loved of this film is the idea that the demons know to revert back to their human form to manipulate the yes, characters.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: And uh, to me, that also felt like um, kind of like maybe representative of a metaphor of abusers and mm-hmm. how they know how to manipulate people. Yeah.
1: It's like, baby, I only hit you when you're acting up. I love you the rest of the time. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's completely that. It's like a two-faced... Um, yeah completely completely just two, two-faced uh uh just trying to manipulate everybody it is kind of crazy uh, my, it's so funny because even every time you know what's happening where it's like when they when they switch back to their human face and they're like being nice you're like mm, where is it when's it yeah, coming it's gonna
0: it, come back it
1: just kills me every time the eyes go white again it's like
0: yeah that was what i knew it i knew it <laughs>
1: yeah. i knew it and also, i was like i kind of like it that i like it like it as a movie too because it makes me feel like i'm smarter than everybody in it <laughs> yeah (laughs) that's that's what that's what i'm looking for in most of my entertainment to like validate the fact that i i know a little bit in this world
0: make me feel good yeah
1: exactly (laughs) yeah i mean that that part's definitely interesting um you know because it's not only it's the the demon is so interesting because the demon takes such joy in being evil Mm -hmm. which is a fun thing um because not only is it kind of just like humorlessly coming after your soul and trying to take over everybody but it also seems like it's got like some swagger while it does it yeah it's just like oh I know I know I'm gonna get under your skin this is gonna be fun like it plays with everybody
0: yeah like
1: when Ash's hand gets cut off it's just like such a little goofball like kind of coming after him and stuff and it's like oh okay all Mm -hmm. right this demon's got a sense of humor
0: yeah, and also that it's a hand, but it can make noise. Yeah, I know.
1: I love that. I love The sound design in this movie cracks me up so much. I, I just love the idea of somebody just being like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> How is it also that, like, Ash can be possessed by the demon, but he doesn't ultimately become overly overtaken by it?
1: I don't know. I mean... I don't don't know. Uh, I mean, I think because he's like the chosen one. So it's like. He's so handsome. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I would like to think that. Yeah. Briscoe County Jr. ain't no shit. Like. Yeah, they just saw that chin and were like, you know what? We can't. We can't claim this for our team. They'd, somebody needs to be able to believe in this. Yeah. You know, I was always
0: <laughs> shocked that he wasn't in, like, swooped up into more mainstream roles.
1: I am constantly surprised by that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think he's so good. And he's really fun in this movie, too. Mm-hmm. Like, just his acting choices. He just, um, he really embraces, like, the cartoonishness of it. Like, and his face is just so good. And he's so good at contorting it and knowing where his camera is and, um just hurting himself Mm -hmm. you know there's like all these things where he's like flipping himself and throwing himself through doors and really just like the breakaway glass in this movie the budget might have been on par (laughs) with the blood budget (laughs) those are the top two lines i think Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but but yeah i mean if we're continuing like the abuser metaphor maybe ash is like breaking the cycle to some degree if it's like the demon is in him but he's choosing not to like give into it
0: and that's a good analogy, too, because when he picks up the necklace mm-hmm. and recognizes the pain that's been happening and, mm-hmm. like, it reminds him of Linda, that's mm-hmm. what makes him not a demon anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, exactly. To, like, have some self-awareness of, of, of what's going on. I, I don't I, – I, I would love to – I would love to hear what, like, Bruce Campbell thinks of that. And be like, <laughs> yeah, that's, of course that's what I was doing. <laughs> yeah that's totally the that was totally the plan the whole time <laughs> sure <laughs> whatever you broads want yeah sure <laughs> no he wouldn't say that he's lovely I'm no. sure no he seems like an absolute dear I I um I used to my first job in LA I was an intern for um for Renaissance Pictures which actually produced the Evil Dead movies oh cool yeah yeah when I moved up to LA I basically I lived out there for six, six months during college my junior year because we had like an internship six months built in and um i basically looked at all of my favorite dvds and was like all right let me figure out where where these were made who made these and um found renaissance pictures and they were like yeah sure you can come work for us and um rab tappert who's the guy that produced it all the evil dead movies and um xena and hercules cool those are his big things um married to lucy lawless which is cool oh. yes yeah, so she would call the office sometimes and i'd get to pick up but like my first week that I worked, uh, that I worked there, they basically asked me to like organize one of Rob's closets, and he had all of these boxes of like pictures from the set of like the Evil Dead movies and stuff, and I like lost my mind.
0: That sounds awesome. Yeah, God, mm-hmm. sounds like a dream job.
1: It was really cool. I mean, it, it was an internship. I wish oh. I, I wish I'd been able to like, you know, actually get paid for it. But I mean, they were a small company, so. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I was. It was super fun. Like Renaissance became ghost house pictures and they do stuff now too. But it was always funny. Cause like they were working on other hard movies and I didn't care about any of them. It was just like, <laughs> it was just, the the one, the scripts that I would read sounded so stressful. I was like, no, I mean, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I got my ones that I like. <laughs> nice. Yeah.
0: I, I think the last theme that really stood out to me in this film and it's really apparent in a lot of 80s films is uh-huh. just the class
1: awareness oh yeah uh,
0: and I love that mm-hmm. and I wish we had more of that in today's films mm-hmm. um, but yeah we had the anthropologist couple yes and then the couple that was helping them navigate the woods who yeah maybe, like maybe townie
1: yeah say. they're like Michigan hillbilly yeah, people, yeah, yeah. yeah well it's, it's great because it just takes place in Michigan anyway which like when's the last time you saw a movie take place in Michigan <laughs> Michigan. It's
0: very true. You know,
1: I mean, it's, it's, it was actually interesting watching it this week cause we're recording this like two weeks out from the election and like a lot of the criticism that has come down for like how things uh, turned out with Trump winning was, um, you know, a lot of blue collar workers like felt like they were being spoken to by like the democratic party. Um, to whatever degree you, you know, you believe that or not. I think there's some, there's something there. Um, but like we were watching this movie. I was like, yeah, I mean, we don't really like make movies about like, Or TV shows, especially about, like, working class people Mm -hmm. in these non-glamorous places. It's like... I've had an issue with that with TV for a long time of just, like, how many more, like, executives that work at a fancy magazine or, like, all of these jobs that are just so foreign to what the majority of the country does. Like, you know, I mean, there's a reason, like, things like Roseanne were really popular Mm -hmm. um, and, like, those kind of shows. It's like, that's, you know... uh, it's refreshing to see that because it's like, oh, you know, I know more people like that than I, and I like more people like that than I do that are like, she's a high powered lawyer. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. It's like how many shows about like millionaire lawyers are on TV right now? There's so many.
0: Yeah. And even shows that do center around families, mm-hmm. like it's established that they have jobs, but yeah. you never see them in their jobs mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah it's so frustrating because I feel like it builds this national narrative of we hate work so we don't talk about work yeah and like I've been a union organizer the past 10 Mm -hmm. years of my life and like trying to get people to talk about their Mm -hmm. working conditions or their wage especially wages like lay it out on the table let's talk about it what is it they just like have this wall
1: yeah like nope nope we don't share those details and it's like why not things get better if we talk about them. Mm -hmm. You know the man is the one that doesn't want you to talk about it, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so it's always like kind of great to see stuff that is like, oh, man, cool. Not everybody here like went to Harvard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, the anthropology couple probably did, but it's also like they're played up as kind of being like, ugh, these people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it it was kind of unique in that way, though. Like when they all came together in the cabin, it was apparent they all had a skill set that was necessary Mm -hmm. to stay alive there, even though, you know, not everybody
1: did yeah not, not everyone's gonna make it in yeah. one of these movies but yeah no it's it and it's interesting because it, it is kind of cool that like fear is kind of like the thing that I think made everybody drop their class issues too like it kind of mm-hmm. united them yes. all against something which is kind of a hopeful hopeful thing to mm-hmm. think about in this time. In the upcoming um, years, when yeah. we're all
0: terrified we can band together. Yeah,
1: exactly. As long as we don't fight with each other, maybe like the monster won't come in through the window.
0: <laughs> I do like how the monster and fear were represented in this film as well. Mm-hmm. It was like a a constant rushing yeah. of the camera and a wind noise. Mm-hmm. So like you didn't see exactly what it was, but you knew, oh shit, this is scary.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just like this sense of dread on the wind that's coming at mm-hmm. you. You know, it's like, what, what is it? We don't know what it is, but it's, it's coming. It's moving quickly. It's, and it's zeroing in on me. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it kind of like it, it, it watching those sequences are kind of cool. Cause it kind of like, um, I think, uh, puts you a little bit in your own caveman brain of just like, Oh, yeah. I Something in me has, like, seen this before or felt mm-hmm. this before. You know, of, like, you know, my ancestors millions of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, oh, shit, if something's running at you in the bushes, you got to tense up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to hide. <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely. I, th- I really en- I enjoy in a horror movie where they don't show you what's coming because I Absolutely. think it's so much scarier.
1: Absolutely. You know? Yeah, definitely. And let your imagination kind of run wild with it.
0: All right. So what would you say your favorite moments of Evil Dead 2 are?
1: Oh man. I mean, there's so many like it, it's more like weird little shots that are kind of iconic to me. Like mm-hmm. when when Ash is like cutting off his hand and that just his face screaming look getting covered in blood is like just a moment that sticks out to me a lot. I mean, um the like the the comedic the comedic moments where where um, you know I love it when he when he's fighting with his hand before he cuts it off. that whole mm-hmm. sequence is so funny when he like his hand just like takes over and is attacking him and it's just fighting within the kitchen and it's like pulling itself towards that knife mm-hmm. I mean that whole sequence is just like so funny and the physical comedy is so good. I love that a lot um I mean uh yeah I mean pretty much ever i so many so, so many of the scenes where like Bruce Campbell is, is in them. And he's just being such a such a weirdo. I mean, he's just got like such a, a face that's just so interesting to watch work, mm-hmm. I guess, in this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've been a fangirl of his for a long time. Definitely. <laughs> so mostly everything that he said. And just like watching him get covered with like different kinds of liquids is just like <laughs> really fun to watch the progression of like all of that continue on itself. Um I mean <laughs> uh Linda's head in the vice like taunting him is always really funny Um, I like
0: how he was so careful to set it down and like tighten it in there too I know
1: exactly sorry girl (laughs) Um, when the yuppie dude turns that's a really fun moment because his he's just he's such a a douchey deadite like Mm -hmm. with his deadite face and like his sweater still around his shoulders and his like hair just has like yacht hair
0: (laughs) like a yacht
1: mullet yeah it's a total yacht (laughs) mullet like what he that's his he is so funny to me because he's just oh man i like love i just love like the way all of the the practical effects look in these movies Mm -hmm. yeah they're they're so they're so good they're so fun it just seemed like it was such a blast to work on um and just be constantly covered in blood all the time Mm -hmm. which is you know Sounds great. <laughs> it does sound really fun. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think my favorite moment in the film was Henrietta singing Mockingbird to oh, yeah. the daughter. Like, yes. Oh, damn, cuz that's the first time you really see the Henrietta as a mom. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, well, all of the like um the acting is so good cuz it's so bad. Like they really are very um like so self-conscious of like how melodramatic all of this needs to be and like Uh how it needs to look to really make it to sell it for how ridiculous it is and just the um the daughters uh just the the way that she's just like crying and turning and just like I don't I don't know it's just it's it's such a blast just to like watch I I don't know everyone's just so cartoonish in the movie that it's like I don't really empathize with any of them uh-huh. which is like what happens to me in a lot of horror movies where i'm just like ah, fuck, i feel so bad for everything you're going through but <laughs> in this i'm like you're all ridiculous <laughs>
0: yeah sometimes i feel like if i don't get invested in the characters i'm like come on when are you gonna be off <laughs> like, yeah exactly. i got shit to do come on
1: TikTok, come on <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right any final thoughts on evil dead 2
1: um I mean, if you haven't watched it in a while, give it a watch. Um, To follow it up, Army of Darkness is way more ridiculous and way less uh, horror. (laughs) I pull it as a full-on slapstick. And the new Ash vs. Evil Dead is, like, such a fun TV show. Because it's it's full-on horror comedy. And, like takes so many of the things from Evil Dead too, like his hand is back at one point like it's the book is brought back in immediately and like Ash unleashes unleashes everything again because he like reads uh, he like gets high with some girl in Michigan and like reads uh, reads passages <laughs> out of the book to like show how cool he is and like that's how he unleashes everything again he's such an idiot and that's
0: it, such a real life scenario oh, to totally see people doing that
1: yeah and it's just it's just so fun to see like ash to just go back and like see ash like oh man i thought i was just gonna take a girl in the woods i thought it was just like a hot guy in michigan doing my thing and then to have seen like everything that comes from just like just take a girl out to dinner you know what i yeah, mean yeah don't don't go to <laughs> abandoned cabins in the woods why don't you plan a real date
0: yeah ponderosa <laughs> maybe someplace nice yeah, yeah exactly
1: um but yeah it's like one of my favorite movies so give it a look, give it a watch awesome. everybody
0: so this will come out on Tuesday. Okay. Um, I don't know if you have some stuff you want to plug.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in LA from now till the end of the year. Um, I in January, um, I have, so I have a show that I do monthly in LA and kind of tour with a little bit called Picture This. That's comedians paired up with animators and they live animate your jokes during your set. Oh, cool. That's yeah, really really fun and we get like um really talented animators that work on um shows like Bojack Horseman and like Metalocalypse and um. You know a lot of adult swim and cartoon network people and um uh we're doing at in san francisco at the sketch fest this year we're doing a bojack horseman presents picture this which should be really cool mm-hmm. um where we're having like uh a bunch of people that do voices on bojack horseman and a bunch of the animators are going to do a big thing at Combs, and i'm gonna host it and do like an interview in the middle of the show with like the creator of the show which should be cool um And uh, so that's in January at some point. Um, Picture this is monthly in LA. Um, BrandyPosey.com is where you can find all my tour dates. I probably won't be going on the road again until late spring. I don't like to drive where there's potential snow on the ground. Yeah.
0: (laughs) My friend from Austin, we set up a tour through, Mm -hmm. like, wisconsin minnesota and back mm-hmm. to chicago in january and i'm like
1: you're from Ooh, austin why are we Oh boy <laughs> have fun
0: Should to austin at that
1: time <laughs> yeah oh man um yeah and then check out opinion cave and burn this election those are my two album babies and uh and then uh lady to lady mm-hmm. yeah so all that stuff
0: awesome well it's been so much fun talking about evil dead Two with you
1: thanks for having me yeah
0: and that's been bloody mary have a good night
1: bye mm-hmm.